0: What's going on, everybody? It's that time of the week. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcast, SHW. This is our wrestling, the official podcast of Southern Honor Wrestling. I'm B double Brandon Bendefield, alongside the great Gerard Bonner. And as you can see, missing in action temporarily is the beautiful Diana Michelle, but uh, I believe she will be joining us here in just a little bit. But uh, Mm -hmm. before we get going, GB, I know we were just talking off air a little bit about our weeks, but uh, tell the people how you've been doing. How's your week going?
1: It's been a good week. Uh, Yeah, there's always all kinds of things going on. We're nearing literally my favorite time of the year, Uh, not just because of Christmas, but it's end of the year, year in review, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm starting to get some of that stuff together in some other spaces. And so it's a fun time. It's a really, really fun time. So much has happened this year. And uh, as we noted, uh, last week of course and we'll get into that so yeah that's been kind of consuming the brain and getting ready for all kinds of things so yeah fun stuff how about you
0: absolutely man i i'm like you man i'm excited for the end of the year uh of course you know hanging out with the family for christmas and new year's mm-hmm. and all that big stuff coming up here in the next couple of weeks uh we yeah. just came off of a huge show shw 57 our final show of the year and of course mm-hmm. we do a big you know i, I we kind of say it every month, like it's going to be a huge show. We really do have like kind of some key big shows, our anniversary, uh, rumble (laughs) Jack. And Mm -hmm. I always feel like though, December kind of fits in there. It's our last show of the year, every year. And so we just, we go big and this, Mm -hmm. this one was no different. Uh, Some big moments, some big surprises, uh, surprises, some big shocks. And uh, so uh, we're going to review that here, uh, give you a rundown of what went down and uh, Mm -hmm. prepare you to, Definitely watch it on IWTV because you're gonna want to go back and see this. It's it's uh it's it was pretty special.
1: Yeah, it was it was extremely special. We say it all the time, but every show is a can't miss show. It's a must see show. It's a gotta be in the building kind of show because uh, let me just tell you, last month when I was on a assignment. One of the wildest feelings in the world was, oh, my God, what is happening right now at SHW? <laughs> yeah. And having to hear about it on the socials or from our reports and all those kinds of things and having to just wait for IWTV felt like an eternity. So, yeah, by all means, if you can make it in the biz- in the building. In fact, I've got a little life hack for you. Are you ready? Oh, the new Year's coming. We'll talk about SHW 58, I'm sure, at some point. But a great Christmas gift would be tickets to Southern Honor Wrestling. So I know you can't necessarily order them and put them in the stocking, but you can plan for it. And I'll make sure that you meet us at the Action Building. Uh, I believe January 5th is the date. Yep. yep. Uh, Yeah, and make that part of your Christmas and New Year's celebration. So put that on the calendar now because we're almost there, believe it or not. We're what? Three weeks away. Oh, yeah. Actually kind of crazy how fast that's showing up.
0: It'll be here before, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if you did this when you were a kid, GB, but like when we were little, like we'd make these little coupons for a mom for like Mother's Day or something. Yeah. It's like, here's a coupon for uh, me to do the dishes or here's a coupon for uh, an extra hug or, you know, just these little little (laughs) little things that you give your mom. That's what you can make for somebody. Give them a coupon, a little kind of IOU situation for here's the tickets and then we'll get them uh, on show day because as you know. Uh, tickets on sale at the door the night of the, the show. Door. And yeah. uh, starting at $15, kids 10 and under are free as always. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to want to miss it. As GB mentioned, there's nothing like being there in person. Uh, yes, please go back and watch it on IWTV so you mm-hmm. can hear us. But yes, you definitely want to be there in person as well because uh, it's just it's just can't miss every month. It man. is. So, it is. Uh, let's get into it, though. SHW 57, it went down last Friday. And man, oh, man, we do a few matches coming into it. Uh, ahead of time and then of course as the week uh, weeks led up we got the whole card announced so we had a couple of matches to really kind of get pumped for uh, yeah. one of them being the infantry we knew they were going to arrive because the announcement mm-hmm. was made at SHW 56 of course yeah. we'll get to that match but before we do that let's kind of start out with the top of the card here at the beginning of the show we found out our matchmaker Jake the Snake speaking of the infantry and exotic youth Jake mm-hmm. had the forethought to say, you know what, there's three exotic youth, there's two infantry. Let me kind of take care of one of the guys. I'm gonna put Pepperbottom in a match, a surprise mm-hmm. match, an impromptu match. And boy, oh boy, what a match it was. This was just one of the many surprises throughout the night. The yeah. arrival of the Govna. Anthony mm-hmm. Agogo showing up in Southern Honor Wrestling. Now, GB, here is a guy that many folks are familiar with in AEW. He mm-hmm. had a big match with Cody Rhodes a couple of years ago in Did AEW at one of the pay-per-views, which you and I happen to be there for down in Jacksonville. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, prior to that, you and I have called stuff for him at the Nightmare Factory, yes. uh, and a couple other promotions around town, and... How exciting was it that he showed up unexpectedly? We didn't know. The crowd certainly didn't know. And Pepperbottom most definitely did not know. You saw the look on his face. Uh, But how cool was it that the governor showed up at Southern Honor Wrestling?
1: You know, it's funny, we've had the privilege, as you mentioned, of working with the Nightmare Factory, and we've seen a lot of talents come through there. Uh, Some people would probably be surprised if we started rattling off some of the names uh, of people who we've called matches for at the Nightmare Factory. You'd be like, you did what? Yeah, (laughs) Anthony Agogo was one of those guys. And I think, you know, when we start thinking about people we would love to see in SHW, he was certainly on the list but I don't think we ever thought that it would happen. It's just, you know, he's locked in, he's got all these things going on. Then we didn't see him for a while. And then boom, here he shows up. What a way to end 2023 with the debut of Anthony Agogo, who seemingly has turned over a new leaf. You know, usually when we've seen him before, he's had a you know, kind of a chip on his shoulder. He was angry. He was upset. This time he kind of bared his soul to the Canton audience yeah. and told the SHW faithful his story in his own words and said, hey, listen, I'm going to try and do things the right way. And it turned into quite a moment. I mean, obviously, and, and we've said this before. One of the hardest things to do in independent wrestling is to debut at SHW. Yeah. Like, it's hard because the crowd, they are locked into who they like. It's hard to really kind of impress them if you are brand new. And we had a few, you know, newcomers show up to SHW on this show. A go-go being unannounced. People were still familiar with him. They connected with his story. And I guess it didn't hurt that they hate Cornelius Pepperbottom. So <laughs> that combination Proved to be very, very fruitful for Anthony Agogo.
0: You know, and I think I even mentioned on commentary. You know, because because you're right. Uh, he kind of surprised us. Not only were we shocked to see him in the first place, but then yeah. to grab the mic and kind of like you say, just kind of bare his soul to the mm-hmm. uh, audience. And um, mm-hmm. I-, I wasn't expecting to hear from him certainly. Um, right. And but you're right, turning that new leaf and just kind of like trying to win over the crowd almost. Right. And I think I even mentioned on commentary one way to certainly win over the crowd is to oppose exotic youth and so Absolutely. if you're in there against somebody like Pepperbottom, who the crowd just despises right. uh i mean that's that's a win right there already and yeah. so the fact that he got in there and and then not only uh battled Courtney pepper Pepperbottom, but then mm-hmm. laid in the governor's hammer and just knocked him out i mean out <laughs> cold Ooh, man what a way to start the show <laughs> yeah you know
1: it kind of feels like uh you know last year at the december show we had a visit from santa cells and uh this time around it certainly feels like santa showed up and had gifts for everyone and it felt like this was gift number one for you and for (laughs) diana to see pepper bottom get knocked out uh and it was a brilliant way by jake the snake to ensure that we'd actually have a fair match later on in the show between the Infantry and Exotic Youth. What a showing for Anthony Agogo! My hope is that this wasn't kind of a one-time favor from our matchmaker, Jake the Snake. Yeah. I hope that this is something where we will see him more regularly on our roster because if you have Anthony Agogo on the roster at SHW, champions, look out because yeah. things could be problematic
0: yeah absolutely I mean we're talking about a former Olympian an Olympic gold uh, winner or not gold mm-hmm. medal winner but a bronze mm-hmm. medal winner but still yes. got a medal in the Olympics and there was mm-hmm. 22 or 2012 yes uh, as a, you know boxing in the Olympics I mean just an incredible incredible athlete you know one of the yeah. things I thought was interesting that he mentioned when he was talking to the crowd was how hard professional wrestling is mm-hmm. you know you go from being a professional athlete in the boxing world and yeah. you know you get injured he has the eye injury that takes him out of that sport and that's what that was his passion growing up and uh you know becoming a professional there uh but then to hear you know it's just, it, it just it just kind of makes you realize the respect that he showed uh coming into professional wrestling and just yeah. how hard it is you know any athlete thinking oh i could i could do professional wrestling. It's it's not that easy, folks. It's <laughs> not me.
1: especially in a sport like boxing where you yeah. train, you know, five, six, seven months for one fight, and you may have two or three fights a year as opposed to maybe two or three matches a week yeah. in the sport of pro wrestling. It's a much different ball game. In boxing, you can go to your corner, you have breaks every three minutes. Not the case in pro wrestling. And, and you have think to about keep this going.
0: You you're hoping you don't ever have to hit the canvas. That's if right. you get knocked out and you're hoping that right. never happens. In wrestling, right. you're constantly hitting the canvas. So I mean constantly. Think about how much your body has to get used to that and build up to that before yeah. you can do it on a regular basis. So I mean, I'm sure it's just it's a whole different animal. And uh the respect that he's shown. And like we talked about, we we've seen him in the Nightmare Factor. We've we've gotten to see him in his early days of training to become a professional wrestler. So it's very cool to be able to see kind of like we talked about with somebody like uh, Carly Bravo, who we'll talk about Mm -hmm. here in a little bit, getting to see him since his very first match and to see how far he's come. So uh, coincidentally, those guys uh, behind the scenes, very close trained together Mm -hmm. quite a bit in the early days and uh, very close together. And so uh, anyways, very excited that he showed up. And like you said, I hope that's not the, only time I hope it wasn't just a one-off surprise right. because i would love right. to see him we even said in our commentary maybe he'll become the governor of shw mm-hmm. and yeah. uh hopefully we'll see some more of him coming forward but you're right man if that is the case whoever's holding title belt in the company
1: look
0: where i mean absolutely you just absolutely. never know uh another big matchup well actually We assumed it would be a big matchup. We weren't quite sure what the matchup would be yet because it was naja with an open challenge. And we had no idea who was going to take him up on the open challenge. All we knew was that Naja was coming off of a huge victory at the last show, the three stages of hell, where Mm -hmm. where he defeated Owen Knight. Laid out this open challenge. We wondered what was next, who would be next. Uh, And here comes Kenway. Kenway Mm -hmm. accepting the open challenge, or so we thought, Right. Until the music of the end game hit and out came Nick Halen being flanked by Todd Sexton and CT keys. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you talk on this a little bit. GB, you went back and you, you watch uh SHW 56. Yes. So you saw kind of the situation between murder one and Todd Sexton with mm-hmm. Kenway kind of in the middle, not really sure who to listen to. Yeah. Well, that kind of bled over into this show as well, where they kind of came out and, I basically stole Kenway's opportunity at this open challenge, I felt like.
1: Yeah, they they stole it seemingly in an attempt to engraft him into the end game. Yeah. And kind of the body language from Kenway to the end game was hard to discern. Like on one hand, you were thinking, well, maybe he didn't want to be associated with them, yet he followed everything they said from start to finish. You know, they had him stay out there, and he could have at any point walk back to the dressing room. Like he did not have handcuffs on. Nobody tied him to the ring. You know, he stayed out there of his own volition, which made things very interesting. You know, we talked about this open challenge concept and how clearly Nadja felt like he was on top of the world, being able to to get that win over Owen Knight, pretty much put Owen Knight in his rear view mirror. And he felt like it didn't matter who came through the curtain. He could take them. But when you're talking about Nick Halen, you know, technical wrestler of the year, co-wrestler of the year, you know, part of the end game. He doesn't travel alone. I think immediately you could tell naja was in more trouble than he planned to be because one-on-one, yeah, I think he could take on anybody, but one-on-three or four with Kenway out there could prove to be too much, and I think that's what we ultimately saw. What, and what was
0: interesting is, is the whole time Kidway was out there, I'm kind of still wondering, like, okay, is he really is he really taken to these guys or, or what's mm-hmm. going on here? Is he just biding his time to, to, to do something? And then he ended up listening to Todd Sexton and, and kind of interfering on behalf of Nick Halen when he was distracting yeah. the referee. Yeah, And I was kind of mind-blowing. I think I even said to you, like, what in the world? must Joe Black and Murder One be thinking if they knew this was going on? Meanwhile, I know Joe Black was in a, a certain headspace backstage because right, he right. had the big title match coming up with Udias at the end of the show, so he mm-hmm. probably wasn't even paying any attention to it, Right. but if he had been, and if Murder One was, then I had to, you know, we had to have thought at that point, certainly they're not going to be happy about
1: what's going on right now. Right, right. It, it, it's crazy. I, I really felt like the Kenway is wildly impressionable. Like, how in the world could you call yourself the infinity stone of the hierarchy and yet be so easily led by the end game? Whether what, from what we saw at SHW 56 to this particular moment, it really was kind of wild. And to think that the Kenway ultimately ended up in the as the deciding factor in the outcome of this match in favor of the end game is crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. And so it left us with a lot more questions than answers when it came to the Kenway and his affiliation with the endgame.
0: Yeah, question more questions than answers, and uh, a particular answer or answers that we would get to at the end of the show. And, of course, we'll get there once we uh, start talking about our main event championship matchup. But uh, great match between Nick Halen and naja I, I and, and I even said uh, that night that if it could just be a solid one-on-one match, match of the year potential i mean those two guys top contenders any promotion you put them in and i wish we could just see a clean match i say that with any of the guys in the end game i wish we could just see same about exotic youth i say it all the time yeah say what you will about those guys if they would just do it by the books and just and just rely on their uh wrestling skill Mm -hmm. they're they're top guys i mean there's no need for the shenanigans you know but yeah it is what it is it's whatever but moving on down the line we had uh Alexander Lev and Rob Killjoy and again say what you will about Alexander Lev and this new uh messiah mentality uh being faithful and trying to get the crowd uh, behind him I will say he has come a long way in one year's time oh and yes and if there's a rookie of the year category in the awards this year which rumor has it that may be rumor a new category has it. <laughs>
1: Then, uh, has yeah, it.
0: exactly, <laughs> then, uh, you know, like Lev or not, I would say he's definitely a top contender for that rookie of the year spot, but, uh, we shall see. Uh, but anyways, this was the first matchup where we knew going into the show that he would be on the card. You know, mm-hmm. he's been there in the last several months, always kind of an impromptu. I keep hearing, including our general manager and others mistakenly, in my opinion, say that he made his way into the rumble jacket no 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 he was at the rumble jack he was never an official entrant into the rumble jack he got his butt whooped by numerous people during the rumble jack Mm -hmm. never was an official entrant i just want to make that clear because i feel like i'm taking crazy pills when everybody else (laughs) is saying that he made it into the rumble jack like no Mm -hmm. he was never Mm -hmm. officially now he would even tell you that he outlasted david ali who ended up winning the rumble jack again Mm -hmm. not true anyways that's just, just been bugging me the last couple of months. Here. I know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> revisionist history going on. Like, right. what's going on here? Anyways, right. but yes, he was there. He's ended up in some impromptu matches where he's uh, been on the short end of the stick, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, first time we knew going in that he's officially on the card, and this time taking on one of the ugly ducklings, Rob Kiljoy.
1: Yeah, you know, that revisionist history thing is really a thing. I mean, from Lev saying that, you know, he's been part of uh, the Rumble Jack to other people (laughs) saying that commentators are selling their souls. I mean, there's revisionist history all over the place around here. So it is true that this is Lev's first official match. When we say official, I mean, he was actually signed to be there as opposed to him making his way through the back door. And you could tell from the moment that he came out that something was different about him and that something was all of a sudden he went from just being faithful to being the Messiah. Uh, I mean, if one match can do that and make you that confident, wow. You know? And so, yeah, I mentioned last time when we were together in, in this forum that he just manages to find his way into these spaces. It almost seems like luck, but, It feels like a weird strategy. And so now here he is on the final SHW show of the year against one of the most respected veterans in the Southeast in Rob Killjoy. And it's like, holy cow. And so we finally get to see, okay, what happens when Lev prepares for a match? You know, all these other opportunities he was involved in, he literally got thrown in last minute, probably wasn't prepared. So what would he do prepared? And I have to say, he gave us a pretty solid showing. I mean, there is something to be said for Alexander Lev. Yes, he's new to the business, but he's clearly a student of the business. And uh, as we have seen, the beauty of SHW is we've had the privilege of seeing people in their formative years, people in their first, second, and third year make incredible strides. And I think Alexander Lev One of those guys we'll be talking about for quite some time, Uh, an impressive showing. But I think this is one of those cases where uh, he talked a great game, but he created so many problems for himself that they came back to bite him. And his problems proved to actually be faithful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. And, um, you know, we're going to say this multiple times over you always hear us say it we talk about people we've seen at the nightmare factory people we've got to see from their very beginning stages at the nightmare factory lev was one of those i don't know a lot of people realize that lev was a nightmare factory product as well yes um but to your point uh yes last month he was on the mic talking a lot of trash not only about killjoy but about others as well one mm-hmm. of those being Cody Fluffman, who happened to be sitting in the audience last month, and he yeah. was trying to get in his face. Well, that would come back to bite him uh, this month as <laughs> you hear about people getting pie face where somebody just pushes their face. This was a legitimate pie yes. face where yes. Cody Fluffman, by the way, I did not realize, and I don't know if this is true or not. Does our concession stand sell full pies? Because not he I know Because he had a full pie. You know, he other did. people are buying hot dogs or slices of pizza or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude had a full pie in his hand. And when Lev approached him at the guardrail, bam! Took a full cream pie right to the face. And uh <laughs> that would be cause enough distraction there to where uh, Killjoy would end up getting the victory. Yeah. Uh not saying he needed the help, but the pie to the face to Lev definitely helped Killjoy get that victory. And then uh, Cody Fluffman grabbed a mic. Apparently he got on the on the on the horn with the snake man and mm-hmm. uh said that he's going to have his official. In-ring debut next month at the January show, SHW58, yeah. taking on Alexander Lev. So we're going to see Lev Fluffman uh, next month. That's at least one match. Of course, we got plenty more to announce in the coming weeks. But, uh, I mean, what, what a shock that was to see a an actual pie. And, of course, <laughs> I will get into more of, of the outcome of what happened with that pie all over the floor and mm. uh, a certain gear guy that may have caused somebody to slip. But not really, but it was kind of funny because she thought. Anyways, I'll get to that mm-hmm. here in a little bit when we get mm-hmm. to that matchup. But <laughs> moving on down the line, uh, Ashton Star, movie Mike, a saga we weren't sure if it was still going on. We thought maybe it was over. Uh, we were wrong. Uh, they had the big match at Still Here where Ashton was victorious. Mm-hmm. Of course, you saw them uh, in an eight-man match on opposing sides up in North Carolina the week yes. before SHW mm-hmm. 57. And uh, the match or the feud would continue as Ashton star would bring back the petty party rules match, Mm -hmm. trying to finally put this feud behind him with movie Mike. And um, I was shocked that it did not go Ashton's way, Mm -hmm. but not because of anything Ashton was doing wrong. It was because of a new affiliation that movie Mike has found himself in. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, GB?
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, we, we talked and alluded to the fact that literally seven days before this match, Movie Mike and Ashton Starr were on opposing teams in an eight-man tag that saw Team Georgia taking on Team North Carolina. Now, one of the interesting things about that is at the end of that match, you know, everybody kind of came together and shook hands, you know, and said it was all in good fun, except for Movie Mike and Ashton Starr who refused to shake hands. They were very angry with each other at this match. It was very visible. And so I knew coming into this last week that this was going to be problematic, and it was. I mean, it's so interesting. The last time we saw a Petty Party match, the rules changed all the time. Yeah, I think this time, Ashton was so mad with movie Mike that he forgot to hop on the mic and change the rules. He forgot to say he just wanted to finally get his hands on him and put this thing to bed. But like any good director, you always have a plot twist. And Movie Mike had a plot twist that involved a soap opera called The Guiding Light. (laughs) Guiding Light, Tristan Michaels, who we've been associating with Hollywood Hunter James all this time yeah, shows up and I guess he's the new guy connected to movie Mike promoting and, and, and propelling movie Mike to a massive victory over Ashton star. None of us expected it. I'm sure Ashton was the last person to expect it. Movie Mike gets what he wants. Finally, a whim over Ashton star feels like there's some vindication, though I'm not sure if this particular war is over or not. But uh, now we know Movie Mike has some reinforcements with uh, Tristan Michaels.
0: And, and, and you made a good point at the show. Like, it really makes sense if you think about it. Movie Mike, the director, you got yes. Hollywood, Hunter James. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, you know, Tristan Michaels kind of behind the scenes, help, you know, the guiding light, guiding yeah. the way for these guys. And he gifted a new uh, a new movie slate. To movie yes. mike uh it was all wrapped up in you know christmas wrapping and mm-hmm. um it was the last thing we would have expected um and yeah it helped movie mike to victory over ashton which is something he's been looking to have ever since he started showing up at shw earlier this past this year uh yeah. when was it like maybe springtime when he yeah, started it was showing spring up spring slash summer and like, so he's, he's yeah. been playing the long game on this been, one been a minute been a minute yeah. and um Yeah. The other thing to think about, too, he was he's always been saying he wants to make Ashton the star, the -hmm. star of his movie or the star of whatever this project is that he's Mm -hmm. working on. The thing is, Ashton had already become the star of the show, as it were, already without being the star of movie Mike's show. Mm -hmm. Now he's got Hollywood Hunter James. So maybe he'll move on from Ashton or Mm -hmm. will Ashton be so bitter and upset about the loss Will this not be over? You know, I know Ashton wanted to put Movie Mike in the rear view, but right. after after losing, you know, th- that way, in a Petty Party Rules match, mm-hmm. can can Ashton really just let it let it go at this point? Like, I don't know. I, I think, I, I don't know,
1: but I would think there'd be more to this. Who knows? And it feels like there could be. Yeah. It feels like there could be. The question would be, you know, who would serve perhaps as a reinforcement for Ashton Starr. Now, we know Ashton's got friends yeah. all over the place. So, it might be a question of who would step up and stand up for Ashton Starr. We'll find out. But what we know for sure is movie Mike is not alone. He's got some reinforcements. He's got some help. And it makes you wonder what his next production would be now that he's associated with Hollywood Hunter James.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another thing I want to touch on, and uh, I don't remember where it fell. I think, I think I passed over it before we got to the Ashton and movie Mike match. Mm-hmm. But we saw a, a video package from the Coven of the Goat, of course mm-hmm. Nathan Maori, Tank, yeah. the Strong Style Psycho, and mm-hmm. with the Reverend, of course. And every time I hear the Reverend cut any sort of promo, I immediately want like a, like a, a lozenge for my throat because yes. it makes it makes my throat hurt. He's screaming Absolutely. and just that gravelly voice, and it's yeah. it's it's kind of terrifying. It's, it gives you chills. I mean, it does. Whew, but uh, I mean, they made their intentions known. Uh, that they're gunning for that the tag team division and gunning mm-hmm. for the titles. Um, and, of course, we did not have a tag title match as Joe Black was going to be in the main event, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Right. But we heard from them, and we also heard from Happy Madness backstage uh, with a kind of bone-chilling vignette that they uh, put out as well. Just yeah. really putting the tag team division on notice, putting the hierarchy on notice as far as those tag titles are concerned. So I think uh, the tag team scene is really going to pick
1: up here in the next coming months. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that, you know, there's been a lot of talk of what's next for SHW. And, you know, uh, I think one of the things that happened later on in the development of this promotion were the tag team titles and the tag team division. Uh, I believe it was 2020 or so when we actually finally got the tag team championships uh, here. And And so the challenge there has been, okay, it ebbed and flowed in terms of, you know, tag teams that were present. And then, you know, there was at one point a commitment made to bringing more tag teams in. And now I think we're kind of sitting in that space where suddenly we've got several tag teams gunning for the titles. Last month, of course, we had that five team uh, gauntlet match. To determine kind of who would get a title shot. And yeah. so just looking at those five teams alone is significant. But now we're hearing two of those teams make their intentions known. And quite frankly, they're two of the scarier teams all around the Southeast. I mean, Coven of the GOAT, they're almost a perfect team. I mean, you've got the wild veteran like experience there of Tank. Then you have kind of that rookie. Young, hungry, you know, uh, Kill Billy, both of whom are willing to do almost anything. Uh, that mixture of experience and youth really does serve to be a great, great tandem. Then the former tag team champions, Happy Madness. We know how crazy they are. And actually what's scary about them now is before they kind of had a handler of sorts, you know, being a part of a yeah. Dishonor. Yeah. Now they're on their own, and there's mm-hmm. nobody steering that ship. That makes them even more dangerous than we've ever seen. So for the hierarchy, uh, it's definitely time for them to not that they've ever been nervous, but they certainly have to pay attention to the idea that there are lots of teams coming for the tag team titles. Absolutely, keep that head on a swivel, and you know mm-hmm. we say that
0: about any time anybody's holding a championship. Now you are you got that big target painted on your back, and uh, that is definitely the case with Joe Black and Murder One holding on to those tag team titles. Uh, One set of numerous tag team titles that they're holding currently uh, in the state of Georgia. So, I mean, these guys, they've been crushing it. I mean, if there's anybody up for tag team of the year, uh, they would definitely be in the conversation, I would think, for sure. But um, moving on down the card, GB prepare yourself just just I know you got to get ready here just kind of but before we get to what you know I'm talking about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the card going into the night Mm -hmm. we were going to see Danny Jordan returning we were going to see Kylie Alexa returning yes and these two would be going one-on-one now Kylie Alexa one half of the NWA women's tag team champions also the sister of of the NWA World Women's Champion, Kenzie Page, who mm-hmm. Danny lost to at our anniversary show back in October. Right. Uh, there were some underhanded tactics used at the time, but it was a you know heartbreaking loss for Danny. It was a heartbreaking loss for uh, the hometown crowd there in the action building that night. And quite honestly, a heartbreaking loss for us as well because Danny has been day one SHW, and you know you ha- how cool will it would it have been for her to win the NWA World Women's Championship on our show, our anniversary show. So we were all, I'll say all, at least 99.9% of the people in the building that night were hoping that Danny would walk out of there with that title belt. Uh, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. We wondered what kind of headspace Danny would be in uh, coming into the night, maybe try to avenge that loss against Kenzie Page's sister, Kylie Alexa. Now, what we did not expect well, there's a couple of things coming up here that we did not expect. One right. giant thing that uh, I'll mm-hmm. let Gerard discuss. But mm-hmm. one thing right off the bat that we didn't expect was Kenzie Page to be in the building. So right. she gets introduced and she joins us at the commentary table, uh, which I had no prior knowledge of that even being at the, I didn't know she was in the building. Um, right. And so. But let's just kind of touch on a little bit how the match was going, how it played out
1: with uh, Kenzie joining us at the commentary booth. Yeah, for sure. You know, we were we were concerned and we've talked about it on the pre-show as well. What kind of headspace would Danny Jordan be in after losing a match that many would call the pinnacle of your career? I mean, it's not every day you get to fight for a world championship on your home turf. Yeah. So how would she respond? We hadn't seen much from her or heard much from her. So she was clearly raring to go against Kylie Alexa, coupled that with. Kylie Alexa being the first woman she brought into SHW after being put in charge of kind of rebuilding the women's division. So when Kenzie Page shows up on commentary, I'm sure Danny was going, wait a minute, I already feel outnumbered because I didn't even think you'd be here. Uh, Kenzie on commentary, which side note, how crazy is it that, you know, in a couple of months, We had a Hall of Famer do commentary with us. And then the current reigning NWA Women's World Champion. Yeah. Pretty cool life, right? So with that said, the match certainly seemed to be going in the favor of Danny Jordan. And that could partially be due to uh, maybe a degree of sabotage by a certain ring boy. Don't know. But uh, yeah, that gear guy, you know, kind of spread some... I don't know, creamy gears out on the floor. Can, can I and, just say before, you know, you, and,
0: and I'll let you pick it up here, but I just, I do want to say, cause I touched on it earlier and I would have totally forgot to bring it up again until you just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So and, and this is me defending Zach, the gear guy, because here's the thing, the pie Alternate from universe. I know the pie from <laughs> Co- Cody Fluffman was still on the floor, right? From earlier in the night. Kenzie, I mean, Kylie Alexis, making her entrance and unbeknownst to her, there's the stuff still on the floor. She slipped on now. It may get cut out of the footage. Hopefully it does because we don't, you know, don't need to, like, put it out there forever. But I'll just tell you what happened. And she kind of slipped on a little bit. But the funniest thing was Zach just happened to be standing there and she got right in his face as if he was the one that,
1: like, caused her to slip on. It
0: was the funniest thing.
1: But here's the thing, right? Poor Zach's like, I didn't do it. The gear guy (laughs) is supposed to be the one that picks up the things that fall and things like that. Well, now we know.
0: Including
1: cream pie, well, if, he's, if he wants to be included in all these award shows and stuff, you got to do what the gear guy does. There you go. You know, I know a gear girl would have actually cared for all of that. That's what I know. Cheyenne so, would have cleaned it
0: up. Well, well yeah, it would have Anyways, all been done. It, it, but, it was just a funny visual, and there is a photo, and I don't know if the photos have been posted yet, but when they do get posted. There is a pretty <laughs> funny photo, which that maybe that'll be our next uh, when Diana posts the caption this photos. Yeah, I mean, that should be one of them. That where, uh, one. Kylie is right in Zach's face and Zach's like, I didn't do it.
1: It was great. <laughs> anyway. and, I, and I do think that impacted her. And so yeah. literally we're in the middle of commentary and Kenzie Page abruptly gets up and not just tries to distract, but literally interferes in the match, yeah. causing a very quick disqualification. And um, a lot of people were wondering. Now we get this sisterly beatdown of Danny Jordan. What's going to happen here? Who would who would come to her aid? Ooh, ooh. You know what?
0: Before I get there, yeah, before I get there, because I'm just going to let it build because I know build. We're about to build. get hyped. I do want to shout out Danny because it because it was our December show. There was holiday uh theme in the air. There was a giant Santa on the stage. A lot of Christmas decorations around. It wouldn't be a Danny Jordan entrance without a little – or the Christmas entrance, rather, without a little Mean Girl uh, nod and mean, mean Girl tribute. So Danny comes out with the Christmas hat on doing the whole dance for Mean Girls, mm-hmm. which yeah. she just crushed it, and it was great, yeah. and the crowd was just loving it and eating it up. And then, of course, the Missy Misdemeanor Elliott music hit, and she made the rest of her entrance. But I just mm-hmm. wanted to shout her out for that because it's a pretty cool entrance. But to your, back to your original point, uh, who would – come out and help danny jordan she's outnumbered two to one by the uh yeah there you go who would it be i tell you what happened gb lost his freaking mind at the commentary booth as did we all but probably nobody more so than my partner right here gb gerard bonner
1: and my friend i will let you take it from here you know one of the great joys of serving uh in the royal court is you know when, when the Queen goes away, you know, she has many responsibilities. And so we've been holding things down in SHW. Not sure, because literally her, her responsibilities have taken her all across the world. And so uh, I was not prepared. I did not get any notice. Um, but music started playing. And we were wondering who would be coming to assist Danny Jordan. And, well... Perhaps no one more qualified, but then also no one more questionable. Well, we wondered
0: at first when she came out,
1: was she there yes. to
0: help Danny or, or help out with the beatdown on Danny? And we're speaking, of course, of the
1: queen of SHW. She's Rekha your... ta... queen to
0: be. <laughs> there it is. Because I can't do yes, that. I is. wanted you to do it. Yes,
1: she is. She <laughs> is back. The queen is back. All hail Queen Recca Tahaka who returned in all of her glory and it took me a good minute after you know obviously <laughs> saluting our queen oh. after making sure you know had I known I would have had rose petals I would have been fully prepared but I did not know but nobody knew nobody knew so then the question came once she got to the ring once we actually got past the pat the the idea that our queen was here who was she here for? The last time we saw her, she was involved in a strap match of strap matches. Still here three. And it was incredible. It was insane. Arguably a match of the year candidate without question. And that match was controversial. And then we hadn't seen our queen since. So is she coming back for revenge on Danny? Is she going after the, the Page sisters, dare we say, these two champions from the NWA. And then ooh, ooh, while ooh. we're trying to figure hold, it out. Hold that thought, GB,
0: because as we're talking about this great uh, moment in the women's division, we ah. are joined by none other than our sister from another mister. Yes. The one and only the beautiful Diana Michelle. Maybe I think she's loading. She's loading. Oh. We're waiting for audio. <laughs> oh, she's mobile. She's gone mobile.
1: We can't hear her
0: She is on the road Hang on, we're figuring out Folks, we gotta make this work Because this is the first time Diana joining us on location
2: (laughs) I'm on location I'm at Devon High School There you are And it's been wild So forgive me But we're gonna do this on the fly
0: That is okay okay. Guess what? We're in the middle talking about The return of the queen
2: (laughs) (laughs) GB, let me hear you sing it She's your queen (laughs) To be
0: that's twice That's twice because I got him to do it She's earlier. Home. That's twice in one show. Oh, oh yes. yes.
2: Man, it was great to see her. It was so good. Unexpected. Completely unexpected. That, that's the last thing I would have thought would have come out. Um, but, man, what an entrance. Mm-hmm. What an impact
1: she made. A huge impact. And then the question came, why was she going to be here? And then, Brandon... You get the text message of all text messages from our matchmaker who is watching from parts unknown. And what did he have to say?
0: Well, he happened to be watching as we've learned in the past. He does keep tabs on the shows in real time as they are happening, because we've seen him make changes on the fly before uh, to some of our shows or changes or additions or whatever you want to say. Uh, And he saw the chaos that was taking place. He saw the unfair numbers game, the, uh, you know, beat down on Danny Jordan from Kenzie and Kylie. And of course, Recca shows up and on the fly, Jake, the snake says, you know what? We got two over here. We got two over here. Let's make it an official tag team match. Danny Jordan, the returned Rekha Tahaka taking on Kylie or yeah. Kylie Alexa and Kenzie page and man, oh man, we got ourselves a tag team match. Holla, holla, holla. holla. Oh, great. <laughs> it was great. man. It
1: oh, was yes. great. It was great.
2: Great surprise. Great surprise.
1: Fantastic surprise. And so, of course, we were then wondering, how would Danny and Recca work together? Um, you know, ha- has it been water under the bridge? It's been two years. And listen, it's almost the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And yeah. so yeah. they worked well together. Ultimately, the NWA tag champ, the NWA women's champ, decided to go to higher ground. And they, didn't, they couldn't take it anymore. They said, we're not going to take it anymore and they bounced they (laughs) got out of there
2: twisted sister said they're not gonna take it anymore
1: (laughs) there it is and so your winners Rekka Tahaka and Danny Jordan and um again the security
0: the the the, uh pretty and petty empowered pretty empowered security guard that came out there with Kenzie Page ended up taking uh Samoan drops in stereo Took two of them, one from the Polynesian Savage and one from the real mean girl, uh, the misdemeanor. And, uh, man, it was awesome. But, yeah, so Danny and Rekha win by countout. uh, But, man, what a return. And that was just one of a few things that happened that night was major shocking to everybody. Major shocking.
1: This is why you have to be in the building. I mean, when the queen shows up, you cannot hear about it via the socials. You have to be... In her presence. It was incredible. So now we ask similarly to what we asked about Anthony Agogo, you know, is the queen back? If she is back, what does this do for the women's division? Because there's still very much, you know, unfinished business that she has with Danny Jordan. And so you got to wonder. And again, you know, for all of the talk of what can you know, SHW do in the future. We've been saying it for two years now. Perhaps the answer is a women's division. Now sell your soul for that.
2: I'm all for it. I'm
1: absolutely. All for it. I see what you did there, GP,
0: but yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, But yes, I hope she's back. Just like we talked about a go-go and I yeah. hope he's going to continue to stick around for a little bit. Um, But man, what a, what a moment. The roof nearly came off the place. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. One of several times where the roof nearly came off the place, and of course GB. I'm glad you didn't pass out or anything. You're about to blow a oh, gasket, he was man. So
2: close. <laughs> and so look, look. When I saw her, her name come across the screen, I immediately snapped my neck over to see GB's reaction, and it, he did not disappoint. I'm telling nope. you, it was nope. like a kid at Christmas on on Christmas morning. I mean, it was like.
1: Merry Christmas, GB. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Santa Merry Santa Christmas. showed up
0: early, and uh, yeah, that was did. GB's gift uh, yes. for Christmas. And, of course, Diana, yes. you got a gift as well, but uh, let's get into this match. Before we get to that point of mm-hmm. this match, uh, it was the Battle of the Hunters. You had Hunter oh, yeah. James yep. taking on the debuting <laughs> Hunter Drake. Hunter Drake doing big things in Alabama, uh, some promotions over there. Not known that much around the Southern Honor area. Uh, the Southern mm-hmm. Honor faithful, faithful were not that familiar. But, uh, man, what a great talent. Uh, GB, you even mentioned, kind of had vibes of like one, two, three Kid taking on mm-hmm. Razor Ramon back in the day uh, yeah. with the size differential and the move set from Hunter Drake. But uh, great matchup. But, again, we talked about uh, the new alliance, if you will, from earlier in the night with Movie Mike and uh, the guiding light Tristan Michaels well, movie Mike would come out and kind of a, a help assist Hunter James at one point. But after that matchup, it was Hunter James. Oh, we heard the music of the of the Jake the Snake Legacy Championship Day, and we were being trolled by Tristan Michaels. We hear the music, ever, the, the crowd pops, and out comes Tristan Michaels just laughing and ha-ha-ha. But then back in the ring with Hunter James back turned, Day does enter through the crowd, and there was Diana's Christmas early Christmas gift. That's what I was getting. You know, to. it
2: was, you know, it was <laughs> Look, the bad boy return job getting that video. Because, I mean, first of all, let's talk about Hunter's hair. Can we talk about Hunter's hair? Sure. What in the world is going on?
0: Which Hunter with
2: that month of a head? Come on, now <laughs> Can we get some gel, some water, or something to delay. I mean, it was like a big mushroom just exploded.
0: Oh, wow. On top Hilarious. of his head. Okay, enough
2: of that. Wow. Now, bad boy Chip Day made his return <laughs> and got some serious revenge, but he wasn't satisfied, guys. He wasn't satisfied at all.
0: Well, I like I said, wait know- yeah, Movie Mike was in there and, and kind of helped Hunter James escape the brain buster. Mm-hmm. He was going to show yeah. him how to really do the brain. You know, Hunter James corrected me when Hunter James says it. He says it, it's the brain brain buster. I was like, wow. okay. Apparently, I was saying it wrong the last the, the last show, but... Uh, But we said, we would like, oh, here comes Chip Day, the champ. He's going to show him how to really do the brain buster. But then, of course, movie Mike made the save. But, GB, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it was incredible. You know, again, the champion, Chip Day, really is SHW through and through. And uh, it's very rare that somebody actually goes and attacks him. But that's what Hunter James did back at Still Here 5. And, um, yeah, you knew. We knew. Chip Day was not going to take that lying down. He was biding his time, and he picked the right moment to uh, come after Hunter James. And it feels like there's a collision course uh, with those two names on it, and I am all the way here for it. Heck, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, Chip is not one to back down to anybody. Coming after his title or anything, he took on five different guys at one time. That's right. Come out on top, defending his title. So Hunter James, flash in the pan, baby. Mm. Flashing a pan. Wow. Come on. I mean, we're talking about chip freaking day, okay? Yes. Merry Christmas, Diana.
0: (laughs) I will say this, too. Diana, you kind of touched on this a second ago. Uh, I don't know if this will make the cut that airs on IWTV. I do not know. But if you go on the SHW Instagram page uh, where Mm -hmm. you see our boy Impact, uh, who's one of our great camera guys, he posts a lot of clips little mini clips where you can hear some of our commentary as well. And Diana, of course, is on them as well. But there, uh that point after where Chip Day had the run in, he dragged uh, Impact out to the front and got right he in did. the camera and had a direct message for uh, Hunter James. And so oh. uh, I won't repeat it. Oh. it's uh let's just no say need not, to repeat it not safe for work <laughs> but mm. uh it, it mm. is on the instagram account so if you want to okay. go check it out there again i don't know if it'll make the final cut that ends up on IWTV or not but if you do want to see it go check out uh the shw mm. instagram page and uh just watch the video all the way through because it's at the end and mm. uh it made me go whoa okay mm. all right yeah,
2: give him the business i'm telling you
0: yeah he's he's fired up and i don't blame him i don't blame yeah. him uh, yeah. Because this has been a couple of months in the in the making, after being attacked after that uh, the grueling match at our anniversary show. So, mm-hmm. anyways, moving on down the card though, Diana, I'm glad you made it in time to talk about this particular match. I we had miss it. we had the returning infantry, uh, bad news and tattoos, Carly Bravo, and of course Captain Sean Dean, uh, making big waves in ROH over the last several months, uh, and just really just going all out and in in just. The fan base has grown exponentially. I mean, yeah. GB, you talked about on commentary, you were with them in North Carolina, and the fan base mm-hmm. there was crazy for them. I mean, yeah, the being an ROH has made they've just exploded, their popularity has just gone through the roof. And mm-hmm. the fact that they come back home, because they're you know, OGs in SHW, and the fact that they mm-hmm. come back home, and even Carly will tell you this he's told us this numerous times there's yeah. nothing like coming back home. Uh, Absolutely. you know, he can get as big as, as he can in all these other spaces. But it's always coming back home that really just means the most to them. And so the fact that they got to come back, we were already excited because they announced it at the previous show that they'd be back. And, of course, they were taking on those no-good exotic youth. And I was so excited because we couldn't wait. Now, here's one thing that just kind of blew my mind. Diana, during the pre-show, if you recall, you said that that the infantry was going to take out exotic youth for good. I did. And I thought Mm – I, I was just thinking they were gonna beat them up good and and win the match and take and give them a whooping. I wasn't envision envisioning them taking them out for good. But Look. after the match, what we would come to find out was what you said came to fruition. I mean,
2: Captain Sean and Bad News and Tattoos must have been listening because they just extra loving on Diana this time. And yeah. uh that's I got two Christmas presents. They took them out. O-U-T, mm. OUT out, OUT mm. of SHW out. Well, just and, so you
0: know, Diana, on commentary, on. I claimed it as my gift because you got Chip Day, no. Gerard yeah. got Recca, and I got.
2: Okay, I'm double dipping, okay?
1: <laughs> fair, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, a few things. One, uh, what the infantry has done right now is amazing. And again, I'm sure when we talk about the end of the year moments, one of the biggest moments in our year was watching Carly Bravo get signed and having that news delivered to him by the captain Sean Dean. Um, it just again proves that this is the breeding ground uh, for major stars that are gonna impact the nation and the world. And yeah. so to see how the infantry has grown, adding Trish Adora to their ranks, and now you know having some of the most popular merchant all of Ring of Honor, building fans in every city they go to it's incredible and so when they can come home to handle business it's even crazier and so before we get to the end of that let's acknowledge this was an amazing tag team match you know incredible these these two teams gave us everything and it showed and i know some people don't like these guys but it showed that exotic youth can hang with these national tag teams they are as good as these tag teams they hung in there and for the most part it happened without chicanery i said for the most part because of course toward the end well, I
2: mean, Pepper Pep Bottom did get his butt handed to him in the beginning i know i missed did. that part of the show but
1: you know that was our first christmas
0: gift that we talked about at the beginning of the show <laughs> for me and you diana gifts abound yeah. they abound
1: well here's the <laughs> thing
0: here's the thing uh Yes, Pep got involved. We were shocked. I-, I couldn't believe he was able to be back on his feet after taking the governor's hammer uh, yeah. earlier in the night. But uh, yeah. I'm surprised he was awake at all um, mm-hmm. or even knew where he was. But, you know, he's bringing out the, the frat paddle. Uh, there were uh, multiple frat paddles coming into play. Uh, I mean, it was just a-, a little bit of chaos there, but the infantry still managed to get the victory. And, then, of course, that's when um, all chaos broke loose with the the three crybabies in the ring pitching a big fit and just really ripping into uh our general manager and the company as a whole and finally they had they, they've been claiming conspiracy crying conspiracy for months and months and uh they finally they've they, they're fed up they had enough and they i'm not going to repeat what they said you can see it on huh. iwtv but but they uh they quit the company and they left and they took their ball and they went home and they walked right out the front door. And uh, I may have sounded a little exuberant on commentary, a little, uh, GB, you know. a little, <laughs> yeah. Just like GB was a little excited to see Rekha Tahaka. <laughs> uh, you guys
2: both yeah. went horse with excitement. I already yeah. know.
0: Now. All right. Now I'm going to do something that may shock you guys. Um Here's the thing. These guys actually left. They actually quit and they're going oh, back. I'll, back I'll pull back the curtain a little bit and admit to you that, I think that these guys are great at what they do. They are the best faction. They have been for the last two years. And going on year three, I think they win it again this year. Um, They are really great at what they do. They bring a lot to the table. Yes, we love to hate them. But I am shocked that they are legitimately leaving the company. And I I couldn't believe it. And I don't want to say I'm sad to see them go. But I, I am. I will miss. I will miss them being there, just to, so we can give each other crap. You know, like because that's what we do. Like I look forward to the shows so I can get in the face of Bryce Cannon or he getting to get in our face and talk trash and we go back and forth. I'm shocked. I couldn't believe. You know, people talk about all oh, storyline, storyline, story. No, no, no. They're legitimately leaving, and I can't believe it. And I will say it again. I know. I'm, sh- I'm shocking you guys saying this, but I legitimately think they are the best faction slash tag team, whatever you want to call them uh, wow. in, in the state. And I can't believe they're gone. I really can't believe they're gone. I have nothing to do with the behind the scenes with the management and they keep claiming conspiracy and they can blame me or Diana or whatever. I have nothing to do with the matches that get made or, or when they get put into the gauntlet, if they have to go first or whatever they claimed. But uh yeah. There you have it. I, I'll be, I'm so disappointed remember, to see them go. I know I didn't sound like that on commentary. No, I was caught up all. in the moment, but you know, it, it, it's a big hit because you're taking the best tag team in the, in the state out of our company. So like them or not, so we're, that's a, we're that's we're a blow to the company.
2: They're taking themselves out.
0: I, I, I know we're not, but they, I'm just saying you. Is in, yeah, them yeah. Out.
2: They're just, they're taking de- their deflated ball and going home. And, and that, that's a choice, but just, you remember when I kind of compared them to the Ric Flair and Four Horsemen of today?
0: How, how could oh, we forget the,
2: that? Take your clip that you just spit out right there, Brandon, and they're just going to post mm-hmm. it everywhere. They are. They are.
0: That, well, that's, how, was, that's how. That's how shocked I am. Knows. But that's how shocked I am that that they're that they're leaving. I can't believe it. I, mean, I so, thought for I sure, like, good. what?
2: I am definitely shocked. Definitely.
0: Yeah, like I thought for sure. Like, okay, there's some sort of catch here. They're gonna swear of us. There's some sort of like I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the punchline, mm-hmm. and then they, there was no punchline.
1: They left, and I was like, yeah, wait. They did. They went okay. out the
2: front door, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. You
1: know what? There's a couple of things that are scary to me. Um, for one, unfortunately, we've seen a couple of scenarios over the last year or so where people have been fired, people have quit. And people thought, "Oh, it's just a story, and it's not like Mm-mm. it's not um and so before I give my thoughts on exotic youth, I want to ask you guys objectively, do when you look at the run that exotic youth has had in s h w and you look at the 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 things that they have been presented with, do you feel like they have a case? in terms of this talk of conspiracy has there been a conspiracy to not allow exotic youth to really showcase the best of who they are and does it stem from this long-standing feud that they've had with gary lamb the the one thing that i will say to
0: their point where they had a good point i think it might have been mosley that was saying this in the triple threat tag team match at still here five back in october there was a point where there was a very, very slow count from the guest referee or no, was it the triple threat tag match? Yeah. There were, no, no, no. It was, the, it was the match between exotic youth the match and the hierarchy.
1: Yeah. The month oh. before that. Yes.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And there was a very slow count by the guest official and mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names. Like I'm not going to point fingers, but to mm-hmm. their point, I will admit that was the, at least the one big thing that sticks out to me. Otherwise, they they're the ones that interfere in all the matches and have the three on two advantage and all the time. So conspiracy anywhere else, I don't really see it. I mean, Jake mm-hmm. the Snake puts him in matches where he sees fit. I have nothing to do with that. Um, if they I know they have a long standing feud with Gary Lamb that goes back to before they were even in the company officially. Um, that's on them. Got nothing to do with it. I don't know. But that that lack of a three count from uh several months ago, I will admit. Uh yeah. That was a little screwy. Well for sure.
2: I think I think Zach, one of his one of his um arguments was that they had to start the gauntlet match. Somebody's gotta start the gauntlet match. Right? I mean, yeah. why not them? It could have yeah. been anybody. It wasn't just them, it was the other team that started the gauntlet match with them. So right. I mean, you gotta win one to win the second. So that is irrelevant to me.
1: Yeah. Agreed. It's, I I will say that, you know, one could make the argument that um, perhaps, perhaps they were brought in almost to uh, kind of get a one up on them, you know, um, and not put them in the best position. Because here's one thing we do know, when you go back to that particular tag title match that happened, we know that title matches are not common. You know, you Mm -hmm. get one, you don't know when you're going to get another one. Mm -hmm. And to have a referee who I don't know if they're actually licensed as a referee, they were just guest referee in that particular moment, take liberty upon themselves to have an extremely slow count and potentially cost them a tag title that they may not get another opportunity at, that weighs on them. They definitely Um, won't now. They quit. They're At this point, they won't. Yeah. So
2: but going back before that GB, what, were they not the cause of a mishap for All Star Special in the tag team division and in, in the the race for the, the belts?
1: That, were they not that that did happen? Part of me wonders if because you know there was a on that particular show, they caused chicanery everywhere. Uh exactly. I think they were even causing chicanery even in the Rumble Jack. Um in in that particular event and part of me feels like they may have had to do this because they did not feel like they were getting opportunities elsewhere so it's almost like you let me in the door but you know you let me in the back door and you know of all the locker rooms you gave me the worst locker room and you gave me the least pay and you know you gave me the worst the worst food possible so i got to do what i can while i'm on here i get one shot so i'm going to make the most of it so all I'm saying is I don't know everything that happened with Exotic Youth. I wasn't there. Um but what I can say is what they said Friday night felt very passionate, felt very much from the heart, felt very much like they have been waiting to say this for a long time and did not have the forum. And for them, you know, they are they've been tag team of the year the last 2 years. And most of that was done outside of SHW. And mm-hmm. so for them, if they felt like we can go somewhere else and be treated better, I mean, anybody at your job, if you feel like your boss has a conspiracy against you and you can afford to leave and go elsewhere, you would. So I just think. This is where I wish that there was some sort of uh I don't want to call them governing body, but but some sort of something that could investigate and get to the bottom of this. Because whether we like exotic youth or not, they're one of the best tag teams in the Southeast. And if you take them out, what does that do to our tag team division? You know, for all this talk of what we've got to do to make SHW, you know, fantastic or on top of the world or whatever, you might want to have <laughs> the tag team that has been recognized. As the best tag team in the last two years. So but again,
2: nobody kicked them out.
1: But here's the thing: if okay, ooh, don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh so 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 here's here's my thought. My thought is: if we are running a company mm-hmm. and you have one of your best producers up and leave, wouldn't you at the very least want to see what can we do to get you back because sure. you have been productive. I I don't know that they would come to some sort of resolution if that happened. I don't know. But I haven't seen any sort of effort. Now, granted, there may have been phone calls between last week and now, and I obviously am not privy to that. I don't know. GB, let's but, just be honest
0: here. You're the only one that ever defends them. You're the only one that really – yeah, I don't want to say I, likes them because I don't know if you like them or not. But you're the only one that defends. Nobody just, else likes them. And, and but and
2: also we're not. Always I admitted able to that to know what's going on behind the scenes and who's calling who yeah. and who's
0: yeah. yeah. Don't, and I don't answer. know. I know they're People disliked. Know. They're disliked universally behind the scenes. I do know that much. And so the management. But they're also like productive. Them. I, like, I they, get it. That's that's tough. They are,
2: but yeah. but the fact still remains. Nobody kicked them out. They left on their own. So it was their choice. Whether Southern Honor does anything to try to get them to come back or stay or whatever, that's that's neither here that's that's remains to be seen. But as of right now, the fact is they left by choice.
0: Yeah, and look, I gave them their props. They, I know yeah, they, you did. I gave you them the props. Well, do I like them as people? No, <laughs> but I gave boy. them their props, and they're gone, it's, and they left. I'm shocked that they left. Um, again, I do think it's a blow to our company. And yes. they did leave on their own. It's not like we got rid of they. We didn't tell them to leave. They quit, and it is what it is. I, you know, maybe they can make amends in the future. Maybe they come back. We'll see. Time will tell. But uh, hey, the craziest things happen. CM Punk just showed back up in WWE. So no- nothing is impossible. Nothing. So. Hell froze over there. Maybe hell freezes over again. We will. We'll see. I don't know. But what I do know is, all of that said, all of the card we just went through is in addition to the major main event that we had where Joe Black took on Judas for the Southern honor championship. We wondered if the number game numbers game would come into play like it usually does with the end game against whoever they're facing. Uh, In this case, there was a bit of intrigue where earlier in the night, it seemed as though hierarchy member uh, Kenway looked like he maybe joined sides with the end game. So we wondered if that would come into play here in the main events. And um, it did eventually, and we'll get to that. But, uh, I mean, Joe Black, let's talk about that entrance.
1: Somebody
2: go. I'm just reliving right now. (laughs) GB, talk to us.
1: You know, you always know the gravity of the event that you have based on the entrance of Joe Black. (laughs) I I mean, I go back to January 2020, the dog collar match. Um, you know, where you went, oh, yeah, this is about to be some stuff. And every time it happens, Joe Black is on another level. And Mm -hmm. it happened this time. He came out as sub-zero. I mean, there was the snow. There was his eye. I mean, there were all the things. And it was just like, okay, this is about to be crazy. One of the best entrances I've seen in a long, long time. That video is going viral, by the way. Hmm. Hmm. And rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible.
0: Between between that video and Danny's entrance video, those things are <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> yes,
1: it's popping on SHW's I love that. socials I love that right now.
2: That. that is amazing.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Well, let's talk about. Uh, tell us about the match, GB. Your thoughts on the match? The match incredible. You've got Joe Black, almost three years to the day of having to relinquish the SHW championship due to injury, taking on Judas. Who had he walked out with the championship would then move into the number three spot in terms of the longest reign for an SHW champion, surpassing the great Owen Knight, which is crazy if you think about that. Yeah. Uh and I'll yeah. tell you, this match gave us everything. First of all, it's rare that we see someone step into the ring with Jude Dias who is not afraid of him. <laughs> Literally, Joe Black was like, bring it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joe Black. You know, he absorbed a lot of Judias' punishment. And I mean, Judias held nothing back, and rightfully so. Two of the absolute best in the Southeast, and I would dare say, independent wrestling. And this match went back and forth like Aaliyah. It was crazy. And here we get to this moment where we're at the end of the match. And by all accounts, Joe Black is your new SHW champion. I caught it judaeus Judas taps and we've got a new no, champ he, no he passed out his arm went he lit. Passed he out, right arm. Yeah. He, pa- he passed out he submits whatever you want to call it we've got a new champion our first champ champ yeah and then todd sexton shows up and is bogarting and bullying the referee saying no his foot was under the rope his foot was under the rope remember i was just saying about exotic youth, that we need a governing body. Mm -hmm. We need a governing body because the last time I checked, the referee's decision was final. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that somebody can come in and bully a referee, you know, Todd Sexton has no more matchmaking power in SHW. So he shouldn't be able to do what he did. There was a time where he could have done that and would have been well within his authority. Now isn't that time. So it 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 just got crazy and went off the rails and then Judas gets disqualified and Joe Black wins but doesn't win the championship and uh, we need justice for Joe Black. Well and then, and then justice the intriguing thing Black. that
0: happened uh after uh after the match was all said and done the numbers game came into play. We wondered about Kenway from earlier in the night. Kenway mm-hmm. comes out with a steel chair and you know the end game is basically holding up Joe Black. For Kenway to lay him out and then finally Kenway made the wise decision and went after the end game with a steel chair and showed his true colors his allegiance to uh the hierarchy after all so uh, a bit of a craziness over the last two months as to which way is Kenway gonna go here mm. and uh he's stuck with his guns and stuck with the guys that have been with him since the beginning yes that's, that's the hierarchy murder one and Joe Black so uh it ended I guess kind of on a positive note in that aspect but overall we were very disappointed to see how the uh, the title belt uh stayed with judias after he got himself disqualified and then came over to us with that chain slinging that chain around right next to Man. our table Whew. jeez as if we <laughs> weren't both about to pass out from all the other craziness earlier in the night right
1: right just crazy i'm i'm just glad but that for Ken- him. go ahead i'm sorry no, for okay.
2: judias to know that he was beaten and had to disqualify yeah. himself to, to keep the title, that says a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That that speaks volumes.
1: Yeah, it, it totally does. Uh, I'm just glad that the Kenway, who claims to be the Infinity Stone, actually right. used his stones to make a decision <laughs> and come up <laughs> with the fact that, oh, yeah, I'm the guy <laughs> for not the end game, but for the hierarchy. I'm glad he finally right. figured that out. So yeah. he right. could earn the right to be called the Infinity Stone because his That's stones right. were seemingly gone. So
2: <laughs> thank He you. had me worried. Oh, I was—he got me for real. He did. Yeah. I, I thought he was coming after Joe. I really did. Yeah. Thank God he didn't. I feel yeah. like his um his ride home would have been dark.
0: <laughs> Very dark. <laughs> no, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have no idea where this takes us for next month. Uh, I do not know. Like I said uh, earlier in the night, I talked about the one match we do know for sure is Fluffman versus Lev. Uh, That has been made official, and Mm -hmm. but from there, we don't know. We will find out in the coming weeks as uh, the card gets announced, uh, uh, little by little, and uh, we get ready to ring in 2024 in a huge, huge way January 5th at uh, SHW 58. Um, that's gonna wrap us up. I know we got a little fired up there at one point, but uh, just here, I'll just do this to end us. Um,
1: (laughs) oh boy.
0: Oh, I boy. will remember you. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: You that's not me.
0: Anyways, sorry. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. I
2: have no words. I'm like totally speechless right now. Wow. Even... That, was,
0: that was from the heart, Bryce. I hope you appreciate that was it. Awesome. Anyways, uh, that's going to wrap us up. Um, mm-hmm. We will see you guys back here next week. But until then, this has
2: been SHW.
0: This
1: is our wrestling.
2: Live right, live right, live right.